Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. In on the breakaway, McDavid, Honestly, it's just impressive. I don't think my English is good enough to find another word for it right now. And the century mark has been achieved in game 53. It solidifies he's one of the top players to ever play the game. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid, 500 points. I'm James Neal. They're trading heavy leather here. Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers. Leon Dreisaitl, one-timer from an impossible end. Are still ahead here in Edmonton. This is Mike Smith, Jar Kara. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Yes, the Pulley Army back barring in. Save made by Smith. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions, North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. The Edmonton Oilers clinch the playoff spot. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. Scott, Cody Jansen in this afternoon. Bob back tomorrow from a well-earned vacation. Yeah, Aerosmith's drummer Joey Kramer, if you can believe this, turning 71 years old today. 71 for the Aerosmith drummer. They are the top-selling American-based rock band in history. 150 million albums sold. Insanity. Uh, But it is also pretty crazy that they're already into their early 70s. Uh, This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store. That's Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Again, it's the kids on the show this afternoon afternoon. Uh, Bob will be back from uh, from his Father's Day trip tomorrow afternoon. We'll be joined by Mark Spector, but we'll take care of it today first. We'll check in with our NHL insider, John Shannon. Boy, is officiating ever a topic come this time of year? And, you know, you thought it... it was was maybe just in the forefront with the Joe Pavelski incident a few years ago, right? And then here we go again, and the inconsistencies again, and you're watching the game last night, and I don't want to beat the dead horse, and I don't necessarily think that it had a direct outcome on that game between the Habs and the Golden Knights, but I think that we can all agree that there's a pretty... Um, blurred line as to what the standard is for uh, players and what they're allowed to get away with and and what gets called during these playoff games. So we'll delve into that with John Shannon. Uh, Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports checking in at 105. I think he's on the golf course right now. Maybe wrapping it up. Uh, We'll see how his game went. We'll get some thoughts on the Oilers. Uh, But really, uh, the one I'm excited about today is Wacy Rabbit, longtime uh, WA 
NHL uh, star from you know years past now, but a uh, professional hockey player uh, around the world, Wacy Rabbit has been, and we're going to get him to uh, speak a little bit about National Indigenous Peoples Day today and how uh, the game has grown for uh, First Nations in Canada and, and where it has to go uh, from here, certainly, with plenty of that in the spotlight. Uh, recently, it is Indigenous Peoples Month as well, so we'll connect with Wacy Rabbit. Might have a couple of fun stories to share come 1.35 this afternoon as well. You want to keep in touch? You can do so on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. That's 780-496-0063. The patio open daily now to all ages at the River Cree, 11 a.m. until 11 p.m. Watch the game on the biggest screen in the city while enjoying some daily drink specials and an upscale casual menu featuring a mouth-watering 1999 steak and prawn deal the river cree resort and casino excitement bet on it now we'll get your thoughts on uh, if you got something to say about the officiating last night again i don't i'm not gonna sit here and say that it impacted the outcome of the game but it was very prevalent as we're watching the old cross check and and trading punches routine guys getting lambasted from behind without it being called so we'll uh, we'll get your thoughts 780-496-0063 on the ashley fine floors text line uh, update those old floors with one color engineered hardwood only 299 a square foot head ashleyfinefloors.com for more we're on twitter at oilers now bob is at bob underscore stoffer myself brendan escott uh, brendan with two e's escott with two t's i guess we're rolling with that and uh, my producer is cody jansen he's at janner 31 so today's top story for legacy heating and cooling get your ac today no payments no interest for a year that's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling well today Today's top story, I'm going to rewind it to last night. I'm going to rewind it to Robin Leonard getting the start against the Montreal Canadiens. Somewhat surprisingly, a lot of people uh, were not so sure of Peter DeBoer's move to go away from Marc-Andre Fleury, the first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, you were watching the game, Cody. He, He flubbed the puck. He maybe coughed one up, and I just... You know, I'd like to get your thoughts as a former goaltender. Uh, is that the right move to to go to the backup? Now, you've got a pretty highly skilled backup in Leonard, but in the playoffs? Yeah, when you got a 1B like Robin Leonard, I know he had an off game against Colorado. It's tough to really sample size him on that. But again... Robin Leonard was their go-to guy last year. It's a bold move by Pete DeBoer, but it worked out. Leonard came ready to play that first period. He was phenomenal. They could have been down 2-0 or 3-0 easily. Montreal outplayed him. So the series is now tied 2-2 after Vegas was able to have that comeback victory last night, largely in part. Close game. Again, this is what we're seeing for the most part throughout the vast majority of these playoffs. Close games. Close games. Is that because we're seeing, you know, goaltenders and defense needed to get you to the level that we're that we're watching right now? Perhaps. Look at the final four goaltenders. They're all first-round picks. Everyone should know that by now. But again, how these teams are built, it's from the back end out. Every single one of these last four teams has a great decor. They're big, they're mean, they're tough, they're strong, they're physical, and they do provide offensively as well. So I think that's what we're seeing is, you know, the last four standing are all built fairly similar. 
And it's going to be interesting to hear from Reed Wilkins and John Shannon. I intend to ask them both about the Oilers' defensive depth, seeing where you sort of have to be, evidently, this year anyway, um, based on the final four teams remaining. I don't necessarily know that the Oilers have the kind of grit on the back end as it stands right now to be able to succeed like these teams are playing behind whatever goaltender it ends up being, whether it's Fleury or Leonard or Smith or Koskinen or whoever. You know, it, it was interesting to hear Elliot Friedman say on Friday that perhaps Ken Holland may be even shopping around right now for a little bit more defensive depth. One of the most impressive things things I think is that we're seeing guys like Shea Weber, Victor Hedman, they're battling through serious injuries right now. I mean, this this just shows their toughness. And as you said, I think the Oilers, they can definitely improve on that. As you've seen with these top four teams, they're all battle-tested. Well, that was one thing last night in that decision is that Marc-Andre Fleury, by all accounts, was healthy and good to go. So this becomes strictly a strategy decision. Robin Leonard, while he's known to have a little bit of a temperament, right, in terms of uh, does he get rattled? Uh, Well, it certainly didn't look like it last night. Nor was he rattled by the question asked by good friend of the show, Mark Spector, post-game, where Leonard sort of peeled back the curtain somewhat on his pre-game routine heading into uh, last night's festivities as we dip into the Oilers' now audio vault. Uh, it was great. You know, uh, not many people know. You know, I come to the game four hours early. Every I get up my own bus, come four hours early. I sat for two hours and watch you guys talk shit on Twitter on me, you know, to get me motivated. And... Uh, um, you know, it was great, you know, just to see all what you guys had to say and, um, you know, I don't care what people think. It's been a weird, kind of a weird season with a concussion and my surgery and stuff like that, but, you know, I've been battling hard lately to, you know, just be a good teammate and being as good as possible. And, uh, you know, I don't really, it's a great motivation for me. Uh, I don't do the flashiest saves and all those things, but uh, you know, before this season, ever since I got out of rehab and even before that in Buffalo, I've been putting up some pretty good numbers. And uh, people act like, yeah, people act like what they, that, that I'm not very good, especially in our own town. But uh, you know, I had love from the team, my teammates, and. Uh, my coaches and me and Flower has gotten really close this year, you know, supporting each other and we don't care about the noise. So it's just great motivation for me. Uh, it was very enjoyable on Twitter today. And uh, thank you guys very much for giving me that, me that motivation. He's such an interesting character. That's Robin Leonard, goaltender of the Vegas Golden Knights, coming off of that victory last night. The 2-1 win in overtime. Second straight game in that series to have needed extra time. And unfortunately, you know, we're not talking about the fact that it was great hockey for the past two games. We're talking about the reason that Corey Perry looks like he has escaped from a hospital with that the high stick that went undetected. I mean... We're in the replay era. We all know this, and so it's pretty easy to sit in your armchair and play referee or sit here in the radio booth and play referee. And I just think that it should not be what we're talking about here on Sports Talk Radio after a weekend of excellent hockey uh, that, you know, Corey Perry looks mutilated and that went uncalled. Last night's game, a great hockey game that we're talking about... uh, 
even up calls and we're talking about what Chris Lee had the assignment last night if I double check the officiating assignment so it's it's disappointing as I look back at all these closely contested games to think that this is what we're talking about right now are we sure Corey Perry didn't get hit by a puck in the face because when I watch that replay I'm not sure Marshall Show's stick actually makes contact with his nose I think he hits the puck into Corey Perry's face it looks gruesome, whatever the circumstance. That's true. Whatever the circumstance is there. And fortunately, you know, Shea Weber wasn't hurt by that Tomas Nosek uh, hit from behind. And fortunately, Nosek wasn't concussed when Shea Weber punched him in the back of the head. You know, maybe we'd be talking even more about this sort of thing, or maybe we'd have more concrete answers. Maybe we'd have a better idea of exactly where this conversation needs to go in terms of game management versus, you know, calling what you see. Maybe we're not having this conversation at all if they don't call that Nick Suzuki hooking call a little later on in the game. That's my biggest issue with the refing is are they out there for player safety or are they out there to control the game? Because those little hooking calls, that's controlling the game. Player safety is guys getting run from behind into the boards, guys getting punched in the head. So what are we wanting? What are we expecting out of the referees? And until we have an answer... You know, there's really nothing we can say or do that's actually going to change it. The refs don't have the luxury of watching replays on the Jumbotron, sitting in front of their TV, hitting rewind and watching it 17 times, scrolling through Twitter. They're calling that in live time, and the game has never been faster than it is today. Difficult, no doubt, but that doesn't mean that the standard shouldn't be uh, achieved at the highest level of hockey where we're seeing this, you know, unfold every night. Gordon St. Albert has texted the show 780-496-0063 says it's very odd to me that teams play one way and penalties are called a certain way in the regular season and this determines playoff seating and then you go to the playoffs and it's a very different game. Not sure how this makes sense. What other sport changes so much from the regular season to the playoffs? Well, this is where my opinion on the NBA comes in. The NBA is as painful to watch year-round as it is in the playoffs because of the amount of you know, time spent at the free-throw line. It slows the game down. It's not as much fun to watch. So at least I guess you're getting the consistency in the product. you got the players whining all season long. You know, the, the upper echelon, LeBron James, can never get enough calls for himself, that sort of thing. Uh, but that's – you're not – as Gordo's pointing out here, Gordon St. Albert, you're not having this change in, in what's best suited to to even construct a team around. You know, you're building a team and you're playing with it for six months of the year and then it all changes at the drop of a hat and you're you're hoping that the same thing that brought you success uh, is going to continue to when, when the goalposts move. Well, for anyone who's played the game you kind of know that playoff hockey is a different sport. Sure. It is, and that's where we bring up the rosters, too. In some of the skilled teams that put up great numbers in the regular season, maybe some great analytics as well, come playoff time, it's a different beast you're battling. It really is. Um, we'll continue this conversation, of course, with our couple of guests moving along the course of the show. John Shannon uh, at 12.35 today. Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports coming up after the 1 o'clock news. What needs to change? Is something going to change in this postseason? Do, do, do we need an officiating summit of some kind? What is the end goal? What Where do we get to when this conversation can fizzle out? Where we're all on the same page, we're, regardless, we're not all going to agree. 
but can we at least understand what the NHL is trying to accomplish? And is it best suited for the viewership of the game when the most eyes are on the game? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let me know. 780-496-0063. We'll get to some of those thoughts on the other side of uh, this quick timeout on Oilers Now. Brendan Escott, Cody Jansen with you on this Monday afternoon. Sunny one, my goodness. I guess it was a little bit dreary at points throughout the weekend, but all things considered, reasonable weather for Father's Day. That was pretty awesome yesterday. Hope you got to enjoy it. It is 12.23 in Edmonton at this time. We'll head off to NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Company-branded apparel, products, and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromotionalMarketing.com. Here's Cody Jansen. Well, some sad news to start off. Minnesota hockey legend Tom Curvers passed away way got that news this morning he played over 12 seasons in the NHL most recently the assistant GM with the Minnesota Wild moving down south the Dallas Stars they re-signed Blake Como to a one-year one million dollar deal if you missed it yesterday Vegas GM Kelly McCrimmon he tested positive for COVID-19 and sticking a little bit closer to home here Wayne Gretzky he's going to be the newest owner of the National Lacrosse League of the franchise in Vegas him and Dustin Johnson and Steve uh, Nash. Steve Nash, along with a business partner, all going in on an NLL franchise. Would be awesome to see one of those back here. I know you're a Saskatchewan guy, so you're probably happy the rush moved out east. Uh, I didn't get to see them play in Edmonton. They had just moved when I had moved to town. So disappointing there, but pretty cool for the great one whose business acumen, uh, apparently wider reaching, certainly this year than we uh, than we made have known interesting stuff a couple of good uh, texts here i want to get to uh from an edmonton number here it says brendan maybe this is good food for thought in march they fired tim peel for managing the game are the refs putting their whistles away to make a point i don't think that's the case necessarily but i wonder like we're not talking about it as in depth as we are had that not cast such a light on the fact that referees, in fact, do have the mentality, or at least Tim Peel did, and you got to figure that he's not alone, uh, of managing the game, rather than just calling the the things. I could see you waxing and waning a little bit on the Tim Peel incident, but that's that's how I see it. You know that that kind of again, I say it sort of decloaked um, something that may have been. Well, we never would have heard anything about that in the 90s, the 80s, even probably through the mid-2000s. But technology being what it is now, he got caught on a hot mic and and, and here we are. Here we are. But, uh, yeah, would I say that they're deliberately making a point? They're not. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, another texter, Randy in Calgary, says the refing is a joke. Uh, they are so scared of affecting the outcome that they are doing just that. They're calling nothing. Look at the replay on that Perry high stick. The ref is standing right there. There's also two refs for no excuse. Uh, interesting. Regarding last night's game, the uh, call was brutal 
Uh, gladiators on skates. Yeah, exactly. The refs have forgotten why they are there to call penalties full stop. Another texture says the playoffs are too long. Three rounds with top eight, three, five, and seven game rounds would help make the season more uh, relative as well, I think is what he's trying to say there. Well, that was what baseball was doing for a while with those shorter series. Maybe for round one, I would look at a five game if you're worried about the amount, but I playoff hockey's too good. You don't want to be rounded off corners for that, do you? You have to win 16 games to win the Stanley yeah. Cup. It's the best trophy in sports. It you is. can't change it. And the hardest to win, and you don't want that to change. Lance uh, Lance from Leduc says, frankly, he's almost done with the pro uh, sports landscape, except for the CFL watching overpaid athletes play sports games while the leagues have abysmal officiating has brought Lance from Leduc to his last straw. He's even gone so far as to let go of his Sportsnet Now subscription. So... You know, is this the result? Obviously, the game, you don't want the black eye. You don't. You want the game to be talked about for the right reasons. And I think that that's, you know, if you haven't gotten that from what I'm saying here, that is my overarching theme. We want to be on Oilers now talking about how great the players are and, and, and not that the outcome of the game that the players are pouring their guts into ended up being altered for one reason or another beyond their control, right? If somebody's going to alter a game because they took a brainless penalty, that's got to be on the player. You know, the coach can't go to the referee and and there's no accountability the way that there is a player to his team, the way that there is a player to his coach. Let that accountability police the game, right? And if it's not, then that player will see themselves out and just enforce that. You brought up the Pavelski incident, and I want your thoughts on this. Has there been a play this year in the NHL playoffs that has changed the outcome of a game? Fully, fully changed the outcome. One missed call or one bad call? I don't know that you would point necessarily at one, but we've had so many instances of confusion so many, right? It's not one or two. It wasn't a game or two where the standard was. And listen, you know, if you don't think that I have enough clout to be talking about this right now, it's pretty obvious that a lot of other former players, if you were watching that broadcast last night, Craig Simpson absolutely lit up Chris Lee for the way that that final, I think it was the end of the second period shook down and it just, you know, as the referee staring at the situation and then not calling it, that led him up. Dave Poulin was talking about it with, with quite a bit of vitriol. Are you going to make the counterpoint? Well, no, no. I was going to say, was Chris Lee wanting them to run the clock out at the end there? Like, he was yeah, wanting run time like it's yeah. an Adam Hockey tournament. I know. None of that looked like the standard that you would come to expect in a in a semifinal playoff round. But that's my take on it. We've heard a little bit from you. Keep that coming in. 780-496-0063. We'll take a timeout here for a global news, weather, traffic update. Eileen Bell, NHL insider John Shannon will bring some thoughts next. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.